happy mother-loving Friday. Welcome to another episode of the Uncorked Poetry Podcast. My name is T. I'll be your host tonight. And my guest tonight, and I went the right way, is Navia the Butterfly. Is it Navia Yay! or Navia? Hey, you said it. Okay. You know, I said it right with my face. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, girl? How you doing today? I am okay. I'm okay. I love, you know, this energy you got. I just think you're amazing. Like, you, oh, you took me from, like, like zero to ten. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Word, same. Thank you. Um, so... You are a, a poet, a writer. You've been writing for a long, long time. Um, what? When did poetry and writing find you? I would say it was after um, like my first year of trying to go into college. Um, <laughs> trying. <laughs> and um, I ended up getting with some musicians and I started writing the songs. For like the group mm-hmm. and I was actually you know, I was freestyling lyrics and I was like oh shit I was literally like freestyling songs shit. and then the lyrics were good I would like write them down because we'll record the freestyle and I'll go back and write it and then that's when I realized I'm a lyricist like I can really write what? yes well what was that yeah. feeling like man were you just like I think I'm dope like (laughs) (laughs) when I wrote a piece and I felt its frequencies Mm. like people can feel frequencies when they hear music Mm -hmm. but if you got some dope ass writing them frequencies that hit you as well man you ain't never lied (laughs) oh my god Uh, do you go to open mic nights yeah, I used to live in open mics before COVID hit. I had to pay rent and everything. <laughs> I was at every open mic. <laughs> that dough, okay? Yeah. yeah. I I love open mics because there's always I feel like there's always like one, just like what the f- what was that? There's always one of those. There's always one of those. We're just like I always. did not see that coming. Yes. 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 So are, are you that, what the fuck? I didn't see that coming. Is that when you hit the stage? Well, well, I would, I, in a way, because I'm an abstract writer. Mm. So if I say something like, um, when the earth is being harmed, do the flowers mourn? And then I'll switch it, be like, it's okay, because... The aliens jerk off in rain on the flowers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what I do is I, I, I like get you in a space to feel like, oh, but then I switch it to something silly. <laughs> yeah, you had me for a second. So I was like, word, dude, that's like, what's up with the plants? And wait, what? Okay, okay, I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> so I'm you wasn't ready, right? You wasn't ready? I really wasn't. I'm going to tell for you the, right now. The alien jerk off? The alien jerk off? The alien jerk off? Would I want to know if aliens, aliens jerk off? Like, I think I want to know. Yeah, I want to know. I want to know. So I want to ask you another question and then um, I'd like to hop into your first poem. Okay. All right. So uh, you've been writing for a couple years now. Who was the first person to believe in your talents and how did that belief um, change? uh, How did that belief affect you as a writer? Um, The first poet, I mean, the first person was... um, like my high school friend, his name is Terry Orlando Jones, an amazing musician. Um, he was the first one to be like, you've got something. You really, really do. And he pushed me and um, I just kept going. Mm-hmm. Nice. So that, that belief like really kind of propelled you forward. Yeah. But then it's like, you know, recently I did some shadow work 
And I discovered one of my shadows is self-doubt. Word, I feel you. It's self-doubt. And I've been in the shadow of others because I was too busy trying to push them in the spotlight. And because I was doubting myself Word. and the ability. You got you got <laughs> some secrets. You uh-huh. This is gonna be good. This is, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Uh, so we, can we hop into your first piece? Okay. Let's do this. Uh, let's see. I'm going to try to do it from memory. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Whatever you need. Okay. We're here for you. Okay, because y'all don't know my poem. If I mess up, y'all don't know. <laughs> we don't know. We have no idea. <laughs> okay. Here we go. This poem um, is called Crack Cocaine. And one day, it's a true story. Mm -hmm. I drove to work one day, got out my car, and this whole thing happened. Crack cocaine. I parked my car perfectly in the available space across the street from the oldest church in the south end of Boston. Now to the left of me walked a very attractive male in his late 20s that resembled a century turning over in its grave, looked like he'd been beaten up by life. His face? told the story was war, and that he was high on drugs. Drugs that had psychological credibility, which lured him into the purple state of his mind, this place where we learn our fears, a prison for users. Trust me, I know what an addict looks like. I remember my mom before she died. But for the life of me, I couldn't remember the last time she hugged me. So I got out of my car, I walked towards him and the way I need to go, and as he looked at me, he thought I was beautiful, and he was mesmerized. He said, in a voice, made a pie, definition, well, hey, hey. And I said, hi. Okay, so what I'm going to do is continue. Here we go. Now, from what I can see, he looked no different from me. We both resigned the dusk of our minds, this Judas wilderness, this place where I fondle words and find myself. For him, it's probably the space between the pipe, his lips, and where he loses himself and discovers the science of angels and the presence of God through a man-made high. So I continue to walk down the street like I normally do, reciting poetry out loud for about 10 minutes, give or take, until I reached the corner of the street where I worked. I looked down at the ground, I saw the coolest shadow. It was him. I looked up. And to my surprise, all I could see is his lackadaisical smile and his eyes that changed like mood rings, staring directly in my face. I couldn't help but think if he can love these 911 eyes staring back at him in my left-handed personality, or was he high enough just to notice the cover and not give a fuck about what is said inside the book, or maybe he's already read me. So I asked him, bruh, you following me? Without a moment to stall, he replied, yes. And he asked, are you crazy? Taking it back, I said, to some, maybe. To others, I'm a spoken word artist. Then he said, you want to go have breakfast? Puzzled, judgmental, and full of a poetry food, I laughed to myself and I wondered, who's paying? See, I grew from a ghetto garden and I was raised by poverty, prostitutes, and pimps. Money was never the root to all evil, but it was an issue, an ongoing problem. And problems make the worst companions. So after the morning laughter, I snuck in the question and I asked him, are you high? And what are you on? I knew it wasn't we because I did that. He said it was hard. I said, what is hard? He said, cocaine. I said, crack? Yeah, crack. He extended his hand and said, come on, let's go get breakfast. I explained to him how life ain't a race, but that shit is a chase. And we all got shit to catch. And I would love to, but I got this thing that I just can't shake. And sometimes it gets in the way. It's called a job. Now, between him being high and me being insane, I thought him and I make the perfect match or recipe for disaster. So here's where Jesus finally takes the will and our conversation ends in the bread basket. The sign above says, breakfast at Tiffany's. 
What the? Look. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about this. You had so many fucking good lines, man. Um, the story itself is really, really interesting. Um, that really happened? Like, you went to breakfast with a crackhead? I, I actually didn't go. We walked towards it. <laughs> Nah, that's good though. Like that's that's like your heart. Like, yeah, addicts of people. Word, word. So you had this one. You had a couple lines that I wrote down that just, man, it took my attention. Um, a century turning over in its grave. <sighs> that line is hard, bro. Thank you. That line Thank is hard. You. Oh my gosh. Um, Judas you know Rock how heavy a century is. You know how heavy a century is and what it holds. Mm. Just turning over and it's good. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, eyes change like mood rings. So every time I dated someone, they always had green eyes or cat eyes, we call them. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, because that's the only thing that wanted me. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. like hey. <laughs> but everyone thought that's what I was going for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But he had cat eyes and he approached me. Wow. <laughs> uh, ghetto Garden. I love that. Mm -hmm. It is so like. I don't know. I, I feel like it puts a different spin on the the negative idea of what society has said ghetto is. It's like turning that around, man, and just making it something beautiful, which it is, it can be. Like that, that was a hard line. Thank you. That was dope. And that uh, that's what I try to do, just turn something, I always try to turn a negative into a positive. Wow. No matter what I do in life, that's my main goal. Yeah, listen, you're on your way. That's for sure. That's oh my gosh. Um, this line right here, I I would like you to like, I, I don't know. I want you to put it on a billboard or something. <laughs> like this is the dope ass line. Um, problems make the worst companions. Mm. <laughs> 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 oh, don't I want to fall out my seat. Don't, don't they? You know, we don't give problems enough credit. They take on human form. <laughs> <laughs> they occupy our minds, our body, and our spirit on a level we can't even imagine. And we allow it. Listen, I, I heard that line. I was just like, <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sick of this. Don't guy. make your problems your companions. Mm. Put it on the postcard, please. Just, just put it somewhere. <laughs> that is a dope, dope line, man. Thank you. Oh, I love that so much. Oh, love, that whole poem is just, it's just, it's just beautiful. Like, the, well, I really love the the story part because I just love stories. And like hearing like this different kind of story, you're just wondering like, where are we going with this? Like, is she gonna be harmed? Um, is like. Does she go and do crack? Like, I hope not. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> the crack, right? Don't don't go to the crack. <laughs> like, like going through the story with you, and then you know, within the story, there are these these really cool droplets of like just straight poetry. It was just it was a dope, dope like journey. Thank you. That shit. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That was, yeah. 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 So uh, I want to take this moment to promote your book, which is Thank on you. sale. All right. Make sure you go pick that up. Okay. Yes. This is the cover. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you can see it. Yes. Black cocaine um, and colorless butterflies. So there's an interesting little story if I could share. Yes, please about do. The book. Um, So I was on a show, a podcast, or 
some type of poetry online Zooming thingy. Cheating on me? No, I'm kidding. Sorry. Huh? and so um they was given out a prize Mm -hmm. and they said if you put a title in the thing the first one that puts it in there is going to get the prize and the prize is basically 1500 i didn't know that and it was a book deal so but i thought it was the whole thing was going to be paid for so I put my title in Black Cocaine and Colorless Butterflies, mm-hmm. but I did it first, so I won. And so as they're working on the book and they do all the editing and all the artwork and, and everything. Mm-hmm. So they fought me real hard on the title. They did not want the title because they didn't think it would sell. They can't see the vision. And I got a lot of pushback from like, my advisors to not do the title. Mm-hmm. And I finally gave in. So I changed the title to Black Crystals and Colorless, Black Crystals and Electric Butterflies. Mm-hmm. And that's why the cover, you see the cover with the butterflies and the crystals are falling out of her mouth. So that was not even the original cover. So what happened? When they went to go do the book, they mm-hmm. accidentally added the original title. <laughs> accidentally? I see you. That's the universe. That's the uh-huh. universe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I just put the link to your book in the uh, chat, so make sure you go pick that up, please. Oh, thank you. Thank Absolutely. You. Absolutely. It's, yeah. It, yes. So, hmm. what's what's your writing process? Um, do you write in the morning as soon as you wake up, or how does that work for you? Ooh, so it has to be on my heart first. Mm-hmm. It has to be on my heart, and then the universe will give me lines. And as the universe gives me lines, I put the lines in my collection page. And then when I'm ready to um, deal with the um, the poem, I start writing. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, so how many poems do you have, um, like, just ready to be put together? Because I have, like, a thousand. Just You have a thousand? No, oh, I, I probably, that. well, the book has about 75 poems. Yes, a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. If that you lot. if you're a poet, that is that is a yeah. lot of work, and that is beautiful. So I have about roughly maybe more thirty, 30 more poems that's not ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. It could take me up to six months to complete complete a poem. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, do you like to write a story within your poetry? or um, okay. I actually don't like to be storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to be as abstract. And I want it to be like a treasure hunt. I want you to go find what I'm fucking with. <laughs> <laughs> Word, that's what's up. I wanted to be a treasure hunt. I want you to interpret what you think is being written. Mm. So it's more like an abstract painting. And I want my vision to give you a vision. So you said you used to do open mic nights. Have you ever like performed at an open mic and then someone comes up to you afterward like, that poem just changed my life. That was beautiful. How does that the feel most- for you? The most deepest thing I've ever experienced when someone came up to me and cried in my lap. Oh, shit. She put her head in my lap and was crying, and I had to rub her back. Oh. Oh. Yeah. That, I think that was the most. But, you know, I've entered slams and things like that. You know, I, I, I've come in first a couple of times. <laughs> I'm not trying to brag, but, you know. Oh, I'm brag. <laughs> Okay, brag. Pump yourself up. Yes. Yes. I mean, I'm 
And right, yeah, you know, and I know majority of the best of them, and I, it was a pleasure being in everybody's presence, you know, from the Miles Hodges to the um, Portia Olds and um, Anthony McPherson, like just all of those people, it's just, everyone's just so dope, you know? <laughs> and they are, they're just stars. It's the whole poetry scene. From state to state. Just you know, dropping Crystal this. Valentine's, like Jasmine Mans and just all of them. And I know I'm here dropping all these names, but I'm right looking at I'm all right. of them, looking at all of them, it just it pushes you. It pushes you. Because you share the same passion. Mm-hmm. Hmm. No, I don't want to ask that question. That's boring. Is that compared to alien aliens jerking off? Uh, <laughs> no, but now I want I want to go there. Now I wanna I want to go there. Um, you haven't been performing a poem um, on stage, and you hit like that that piece that you know is weird and cool as shit, and you just wait to see what the audience does. What does that feeling feel like for you? Just like, bam, what y'all think? It's, I think what it is, is that when you perform, the first thing you want to do is lock your audience. Mm. Lock them. Because if you do not lock them, you lose them. And a lot of times when they're locked and they're silent, that's when they're paying the most attention. People always think with the woos and the uh, you know, those are great. You want those too. But sometimes they're just like, you know, yeah. I like when the room goes silent like that. Right. Yeah. Especially when it was noisy. When it was huh? like, when you can hear everybody like, oh, girl, last night, you know, I saw Wu-Tang, you know. And, <laughs> and then when you start spitting, the whole room goes quiet. What is that feeling like for you? It's amazing. It's because we're all connected. You know, it reminds me how the trees are connected to the earth. And we're all connected, we're all standing on the same ground, the same foundation in that moment. Yeah. Uh, Nike AB1 said the name of the book was always meant to be, and nothing could change that. Sorry? Uh, Nike AB1, I'm pretty sure I'm mispronouncing your name. My apologies. Uh, they said the name of the book was always meant to be and nothing could change that. Oh. Yeah. I can't see nothing. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's what they said. Oh. <laughs> so go Nike. Thank you. Nike AB1. Yeah. Okay. I can't see anything. Like, I can't. Is it a chat or something? Yeah, there's a chat on, well, I'm guessing you can only see it on a, a laptop. I don't know if you can see it on a computer. Um, gotcha. I mean, on gotcha. A, a phone. A phone. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I had no idea people were, were chiming in. Thank you, everyone that's chiming in. Yes. Uh, Nikki B. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hi, that's Nikki my B. Love. That is my love. <laughs> you hello. So that's <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I want to ask you another question and then I want to hop into another poem. Okay. Okay. So I like to ask uh, my guests this question and the answer is always different. Um, at least I hope it is. Yeah. Anyway. Um, what part of your talent impresses you the most? To see a world of duality. It takes talent to see a world of duality. You different. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's dope. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Could you uh could you expand on that a little bit? So we are ruled by our perceptions. Hmm. And sometimes we don't know how to um part with that. A lot of times when people speak, mm -hmm. the other person is not listening. They're focusing on what they want to say after you finish. Word. And this yeah. is the world I live in. And I want people to take what I said, listen, 
then tell me what they think, but then compare both. And that's one quick example, quick example. Mm-hmm. Someone, a, you know, a white person inboxed me who's a quote unquote ally. And a lot of times white people think allyship is like a badge of honor for them. You don't get to have that. You don't get to have that thought. Mm-hmm. And so recently I've been on my little pyramid soapbox telling white people, you don't get, you don't get to be radical. You only get to be loving in this movement. Mm. You know, and they still argue with me how being how love and radical is the same thing. And it's not. Radical is extreme. Love is not. Love is understanding, patient, and kind. And love does not resonate in ego. Being radical do. And it has to in order for change. Listen, I we drop a bombs today, y'all. Um, <laughs> that goddamn GOT, because I'm just I'm afraid I'm gonna be like smitten one day or smote. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, the idea of like radicalness being nowhere near love and letting Woo! go of ego. It yes, gotta let go of that ego. List it's hard. Not saying it's not. And you know, and I'm not trying to like, because you said we can say anything. And I'm not, I, I just, I want these white folks to understand why they think they're in this work. You don't get to choose which black lives matter, even if another black person tells you that. All the steps. Snap <laughs> yeah. that motherfucker up. Yeah. You know, as a collective, they don't know love. I'm sorry, as a collective, individually, you can, individually, everybody has the opportunity to know whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you're thinking about collective, we're talking about when there was a million black people dying, there was only a handful of white people hung with them, mm-hmm. hanging from trees, a handful. It wasn't millions. And this is when we're talking about collectives. Mm-hmm. So they got their badge of honor, Allyship, you know what I'm saying? No. You don't get to be radical. You don't get to be rewarded. You only get to be loving in this movement. Mm. You know what that reminds me of? Um, I'm a a movie buff. Like, I just love, love movies. And um, in Men in Black, stay with me. (laughs) In the movie Men in Black, um, Tommy Lee Jones says this really great quote which is um, people, a person is smart. People are dumb, panicky animals. And that Mm. quote has just stayed with me for obviously a long time because Men in Black was a while ago. But that idea of like a person is smart and capable of um, understanding and separating themselves from a situation. But people, a group of people, they're ruled by whatever emotion is running wild in that group. Yes, yes. Whatever emotions, whatever teachings, whatever leadership. The best leadership is those that are willing to be a part of following. You can't be Fellowship. a leader if you don't know how to follow. You just can't. Well, thank you, thank you. Don't work. Mm-mm. I mean, if you don't know how to follow, how did you ever become a leader? Yes. Yes. Yeah. No. Did see yeah. we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's and that's duality. That's duality. Being a leader and a follower at the same time. That's duality. Mm-hmm. Dropping knowledge today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, can we get into your next piece? Okay, so the the basement that I'm in now, can you you hear me? Uh, Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. The basement that I'm in right now Mm -hmm. is a party underground werewolf. How are you telling me? 
when I moved into this building, they said, you can't go past this point because this is where the underground railroad's at. They said, well, let you see it this time. So I went in and I walked through. When I walked out, I went upstairs and I literally wrote this poem. Mm. The poem is called Once Upon a Pass, 1777. I was there, 1777. In a time when there were no peace among in a land that bred slaves that will eventually make trees. A land where trees just can't be trees and black folks, well, they just couldn't be free. America became a playground for racism in a graveyard for black slaves addicted to running towards a powerful idea. I like to call free a land where Trees was once known as a national treasure, wanted in the gardens. These now sink beneath the sun, draped in slaves and women messages. And among one of them, I can't better receive. It's a message indeed of my older brother. He hanging from a tree. My brother, who I held in high regards and placed on high pedestals, he now hang high under golden sunlight and his father's white chain to show no mercy for his own son. Colorful, like a tree branch, a tree branch of my own self. He refused to see. And I stand there among black raised heads and airless faces whose mouths don't rush to smile. And I ask my why massa hate us? She say, child, you can't get out of prison. I don't know the end one. Hate is easy. Love, now that's more difficult to hate. Mama spoke words of fire thoughts as she watched her son whipped and killed with his father's greatest sin, not to care. And I watched Mama as she stand there, clenching to her Bible. A Bible who God remains nameless. A God that don't make mistakes, but he made choices. Choices that help keep plantations in life. Choices that don't protect trees and everyone Trees ain't supposed to hold graves. And peoples ain't supposed to be slaves. And these trees, they got questions. We's always afraid to actually You think trees don't speak, but all they do. And I hear they scream loud, worn out echoes. Remove these dead bodies from me. I just stand there and cry. But there's not enough tears to wash away my father's right there. Neither one of us can love each other under these conditions. But standing in the crowd, I see my half brothers and sisters, whose is all white. And I see their hearts lying in anguish just like mine. Here in America, a place where tomorrow will be leadership. And I'll always worry what happened to my mother and so many others once upon the past. Okay. Okay. Uh, ha! Here's the thing. So you broke up a couple times. So we missed some things. Um, if you are willing, can we do that whole thing again? <laughs> okay. I just I don't want to miss a single single word. Am I am I being? Is it too loud? Is the phone too loud? No, it's too uh, low. It's too low. What about now? Okay, that's 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 great. I'm gonna I'm gonna that's shut great. my my sound up. I'm so sorry, but I just, I definitely want to hear this. Okay. All right. You want it again? <laughs> okay. You want a story? Here's a story. <laughs> I was there, 1777, in a time when there were no peace among colors. 
in the land that bred slaves that will eventually hang from trees. Land where trees just can't be trees and black folks, well, they just couldn't be free. America became a playground for racism and a graveyard for black slaves addicted to running towards a powerful idea. I like to call freedom a land bag. Trees was once known as a national treasure honored in gardens. Days now sink beneath the sun, draped in slaves and heaven messages. One of them I can't bear to receive. It's a message indeed of my older brother. He hanging from a tree. My brother, who I held in high regards and placed on high pedestals, ain't now hanging high under golden sunlight. And our father's white shame to show no mercy for his own son, colorful like a tree branch. A tree branch among self, he refused to see. And I stand. And I watch mom as she clenched into her body. And I asked mom, why? Why am I so hate us? She said, child, she can't get out of prison if you don't know you're in there. Hate is easy. Now, love, that's more difficult to create. Mama spoke words of fire as she watched her son whipped and killed in his father's greatest fear not to care. And as she clenched to her Bible, a Bible whose God remains nameless, a God that don't make mistakes, but he did choices. Choices that help keep plantations in life. Choices that don't protect trees or anyone darker or the color. Trees ain't supposed to be friends. And peoples ain't supposed to be slaves. And these trees, they got questions. We all afraid to ask you think trees don't speak. Oh, they do. And I hear they scream. Worn out efforts. Remove these dead bodies from me. Just that. They had enough tears to wash away my father's white fear. Neither one of us can give love to one another under these conditions. Stand in the background, see my half brothers and sisters. This is all white. I see their hearts lying in ambush, just like mine. But they brother won't be nothing more than a healer nation that struggled over here. In America, a place where tomorrow remembers you. Not always will remember what happened to my brother and so many others once upon a past. Oh, damn. It's the only word I have. Huh? Wow, that just, just, damn. You wow. sound lower too. Can you turn yours up oh. a little bit? Yeah, I got you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is that better? I don't know why I said it like that. Is that better? <laughs> wow, 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 wow. That, that was, that was hard. That was cool. That was like a piece of you just like opened up. Okay, so let's let's get into this because I there's so many lines in this poem that I absolutely love. Um, one, thank you for sharing that with us. That's actually a performance piece, so I do a lot of movement. So it's it's like weird just to sit down with it because you know I'm putting nooses around my neck and everything. I'm like, I go in on this piece. I go in. <laughs> Damn. Yo, I just the arms come out like trees. Like, <laughs> okay. so I'm like, it feels weird sitting down. <laughs> we we gotta talk about performing because I if if you would come to the Cape, I will I will figure it out for you to come and perform that piece like that, and the one before that. Did, did, damn. Okay, hold it, hold on. So, um, addicted to running towards a powerful idea. 
<laughs> yes, the idea of of freedom because is can freedom ever be within you if you've never physically been free? Right? I don't think any of us understand freedom mm -hmm. because we haven't even began to understand who we are. We know what we are. We know our name. Mm -hmm. We know what we can do. But we will never understand a real mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, can someone can someone give you freedom? Or can you only take it? Or can you only ever possess it? Like, Okay, let's let's think about animals. Name an animal that we know that is free. It's definitely not my cats. They would <laughs> they would they would say no. <laughs> yeah, um, because we learn from nature. We we learn everything we write about. Everything our language is nature. Mm -hmm. You know. So let's take it there. What animal is Representing freedom. So if I think about an animal that represents freedom to me, it would have to be one that flies. And um, why is that? Why is because something they can do mm -hmm. makes them free. Free from what? Free they exactly. can't free, they can't fly out of here. They can they can only fly but so far. I'd, oh do, my God! Why do we do that? Why do we we think because of what a person can do or some something can be done? We give it all this accolades that don't even belong to. Where where, where the bird gonna fly? We're gonna fly to. Where's that yeah. bird gonna fly to? We're In a circle. circle. In a circle. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Hold on, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna work through this because this is cool as shit. <laughs> freedom does. Uh, Nike, uh, was it Nikki B said? Freedom does. Yeah. Let me think about another animal that represents freedom to me. Okay, the first thing that popped into my head was squirrels. Why? I don't know. Squirrels. Okay, so. Their freedom would be, are they free from danger? Oh, God, no. There's, uh, we've made it very dangerous with squirrels. Yeah. Humans kind of So they're them. not free. We have to scratch them off. Yeah, yeah. It's... See, the spectrum of freedom, mm -hmm. we would never know. Damn. Damn. <laughs> I can't think of a single animal that isn't, like, threatened by humans. That can the flying, they can't you can't fly out of here. Mm -mm. You're on foot and ground, you can do what you want to do, but there's danger all around you. Yeah. You're not free from danger. No. I mean, I would say elephants, but like uh tigers. Well not right? Lions, sorry. What takes that oh oh what are those big things? Uh <laughs> dinosaurs. Dinosaurs? <laughs> dinosaurs are pretty bad. Pretty bad. Dinosaurs are bad. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Oh, um, Nikki uh, elaborated says freedom does not exist. Well, you know, Nikki, we were all having fun. Okay? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Damn. So we like, have yeah. words that don't even exist. We have words that don't even exist. Uh, Nikki said, in the Matrix. Yes, I'm just I'm figuring that out now, and and I'd like to leave, please. Uh -huh. Yeah, she said uh, we're all trapped in the Matrix. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, I do feel boo. like that. That's my boo. <laughs> like the Matrix, the idea of like us just just going day by day like zombies, just existing instead of living. Yeah. Yeah, because how many of us walk around like this? I'm guilty too. <laughs> this phone just right the fuck here all the yeah. time. Yeah. 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 I haven't so fallen off the cliff yet, but we have moments when we could 
do things that may feel like freedom. Keep it there. Um, you had another line that I absolutely love. Um, clenching to her Bible. That line alone had, it just, I feel like it it explains a lot of um, like black life. Like clinging to our Bibles. Who wrote the Bible? I mean, God's word has never been heard, right? It's the old I, question, who created, did man create God or did God create man? <laughs> right. I mean, the, the Bible is supposed to be an interpretation of, you know, God, God's wants and, and thoughts and lessons. It's an interpretation, but who interpreted it? Where did it come from? Um, yeah, yeah. That just, man, that, that line just hit me like, damn. Because I grew up in a Black Baptist church, and let me tell you, we passed that damn that that collection plate goes around too much. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to slow down, okay? Okay, what are you using it for? You don't have to pay any taxes. Yeah. Mm. 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 Nikki said we believe sense. we think religion is going to save us. I used to be one of them for sure, like on my knees praying to God. And I still, you know what I do? I pray to God and Adonai in the universe to cover like all my bases, like just in case, like it's real. I don't want to piss it off. I want to talk about it. Right. I would love right. to have a conversation with God. Right. Yeah. Having your, having faith in God and having religion is two different things. Mm -hmm. It's two different things. I mean, Clearly, we do have a, we we have instincts and we have feelings and we feel something. We feel something's there. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have a name or we can't characterize it. We try. We can't name it or characterize it, but we try. Mm -hmm. But something's we can feel it. Yeah, I think we all I feel, it. feel it. Yeah, and when when it gets desperate, you know. Recently, my baby was in the hospital, a two-year-old. Oh, I'm so sorry. And she was in and out the hospital, and it was really bad. And they didn't know, the doctors didn't know what was wrong with her. And I was just like, Lord. I was praying to everything. And I said, you know what? Let me pray to God. <laughs> and I was like, I feel like that's the only one that can hear. God heard me. And I swear to you, I feel like I prayed the whole night. And the next day, my baby was here. After two weeks of a fever of 104. Oh, oh. Mm -mm. She was healed. After going through treatment, they gave her infusions and all this stuff. And But that last night, they wasn't giving her anything. I just, just prayer. Just prayer. Yeah. And she, she's good. So I feel like when it comes down to it, that's what we're going to run to, that feeling. We're gonna, we don't know what it is. We're going to run to it. Mm hmm Yeah. Oof. I'm so glad that your baby's okay. Thank you. That's that is terrifying. I can't imagine. And but for them not to know what it is. That's I just no. No. I'm gonna need you to figure this out. <laughs> but Ace. you know, sometimes sometimes things are spiritual. Mm-hmm. You know. Sometimes you just mm -hmm. like feel it, like just something God was spiritual. Here. Sometimes mm -hmm. something was here, something greater yeah. than myself, greater than this world was here. And that's and yeah, and that's why the doctors didn't know about it mm -hmm. because it came from a different source, a different force, mm -hmm. something they couldn't find. So only prayer could find that. Mm. Yeah, I pissed somebody mm -hmm. off. <laughs> um, at this really, really great line, um, a God that don't make mistakes but made choices. Ooh <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, Lord, have mercy. Yes, because yes. you know what happened was like that's what we've been taught. 
been taught God don't make mistakes. Mm-hmm. But my little brain was like, yeah, but this shit happening. You know, Black Wall Street happened. So God may not make mistakes, but he's making some choices. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like if we could slow down on that, like that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit. So I, I want to credit the ancestors. God don't make mistakes, but it makes some choices. <laughs> um, you had this line um, that I thought was really prevalent because it was you're referring to white people. And for the longest time, I've heard a quote like this uh, mostly when referring to black people. And it was, can't get out of prison if you don't know you're in one. I, I've almost exclusively, I can't think of another time I've heard that quote not referring to Black people. And that's what I do, remember? I take a negative and turn to a positive. I'm going to always switch it around to something different Mm -hmm. because where it really belongs. Because it's not the Black people that's in prison, it's the white people. They can't get out of the prison. Mm -hmm. We free from the prison, mm-hmm. but they the one creating it and putting everybody in it with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Like when I think, because think about it, when you think of indigenous tribes, mm-hmm. I don't know if they build jail cells. Oh shit. I don't know if they do either. Like I'm talking about real indigenous stuff, you know, before before slavery. Like I don't think people was building even now when I look at the, the indigenous people and their tribes and follow the stories. I where's the prison? <laughs> where's, there's no bank. There's no bank. There's no prison. You know. <laughs> So it's the white folks that's in prison. Mm-hmm. And they've created it. They put us all within there with them. There's I'm like the, the, the female Paul Mooney. The female what? <laughs> the female Paul Mooney. Shit. <laughs> it's the white <laughs> folks. <laughs> Motherfuckers. I like that. Rest in peace. Um, I was going to say something to you and then it left my brain. Hold on. Like, I don't even smoke weed no more. Hold up. (laughs) (laughs) Lasting, like, effects. Oh, yeah. So there's this this tribe in Africa. I really wish I could tell you which one. Africa's humongous continent. Um, I don't know which one. But um, there's a tribe in Africa where when someone in the tribe does something wrong or something bad or, you know, does something to hurt, someone else, the tribe like flat, like covers them in, in love in hugs and kind words and puts them in the middle of the village and shows them kindness because obviously what they did came from a place, place of pain. So instead of like putting them in a jail or away, they put them in the middle and just give them love. Why can't yes. we follow that? Why can't we try that? Because like harm, harming someone else, like hurt people, hurt people comes from a place of pain. So why do we, why do we address pain with more pain? Address pain with love. Like just, just, just love, bro. Just slow, slow yeah. love. You know, it also reminds me when I was in the hospital with the baby, mm-hmm. and she had to get these steroids, this this medicine, and um, I was like, all right, go get the applesauce. And before I said go get the applesauce, I was like, all right, we're gonna. That's just gonna take time for us to get the medicine in her. We have to work with her. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the nurse said, "No, we're just gonna hold her down, cry, open her mouth." Who? No, <laughs> no, you ain't doing that to my baby. I said, "No." I said, "We're not gonna normalize pain and torture for a two-year-old because she needs to take medicine." No. We're gonna get the applesauce. And we're going to work this shit out. 
what's going on in your world? And of course, she was white. Like, why is that okay to throw a baby down and cry open their mouth? Forcefully hold them down. You know? No. <laughs> I, I... <sighs> she was ready, too. She was like, no, this is what we do. <laughs> you saying what you do to my baby? No, nope, ma'am. Not to my baby. Mm -mm. Yeah, why? <laughs> now, if, if that were the case, right, for every child that had this traumatic thing happen, when it comes to medicine or things that make you feel good or supposed to make you feel better, there's trauma attached to that, like forever. Don't do that. Don't, please don't do that. There's no replacement for time. I know it's time consuming, but yes. it is our job as adults and as humans to make good humans. And that means making decisions. And sometimes that means taking some time. Fuck it. Take some time. You could be saving someone's life 10 years from now. Because that decision. And, and that's what I told her. That's what I told um, her. I said, I'm trying to create better humans. Yes. We're not going to torture my baby. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Wow. And I, I, before we go, I think, that's, I think that's beautiful because being a health advocate is hard as shit. It's really hard to tell people who went to school for 10 plus years that you know better. That's a hard Ooh. thing to do. It's, it's, it's not easy. So kudos to you for, for standing up and protecting your baby and saying, this is not what we're doing. This is what we're going to do. That shit is hard. And it's, yeah, good. Thank you. Yeah. Making good humans is super cool. Like make good humans. Yeah. It's easier to make a good human than fix a broken adult. Ooh! <laughs> Did you write that? You need to write that down. I'm gonna write Say that down right now. Put it in the chat. Right? It's a. It's, it's what? easier. It's easier to make good humans than fix broken adults. Yes. It's just. It's so hard, guys, and therapy is so expensive. It's not. It's 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 a recurring bill. Okay, so. Let's just make better humans. Let's take the time. Now, can we catch this? I, so if I go back, I can see this on YouTube? Oh, yeah, for sure. This will be on my YouTube page, and it will be on my professional um, Tamora Israel poet page. Um, it will The podcast will be uploaded tomorrow, and it will replay on Comcast 99 uh, for Mid-Cape next week. At, like, later, because we be cussing a lot. So it plays, like, after 11 p.m., it's fine, but you know, we can't be on it like 4 p.m. because fuck shit, shit. Like, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, that's it for us. You have been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your beautiful words. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Huh? Oh, my God. You're so good. I love your poetry. Oh, it's, it's, it's just cool as shit. And your metaphors, I'm a sucker for metaphors. You're a metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is the best podcast I've ever been on. <gasps> Thank you so much. Thank Did I hear that? What? <laughs> yes. You just, yeah. I just, you know, I, I want to, you know, refer everyone to you. <laughs> we do. Yes. We'll take all the guests. Oh, You're man. so good. You're so good. Thank you so oh, much. And thank you for being on the show. Yeah. Um, so everybody watching, we put um, Navia's book in the chat. So make sure you check that out. Please go buy her book. Support artists. Okay, it is hard to be a poet. We don't get paid a lot, so support poets, please. Yeah. All right, folks. Um, that's it for us. We hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you so much. Shit. Thank you so much for being here on the show. I really appreciate your time and your talent. Just. Thank dope. you so much. Fucking dope. Okay. Thank you. Ah, all right, folks. That's <laughs> it for us. Remember, hurt people hurt people, so keep an eye on your pain. Stay safe. Godspeed. And we'll see you next week. Mm, thank you. Yes, and go Thanks Yankees. Much. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm a Yankees fan.